Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. Hope everyone's had a good week. So in terms of today's topic, I wanted to cover some considerations when it comes to structuring your sessions, meaning what do we bear in mind when it comes to putting one movement before another, before potentially doing a compound movement, before an isolation movement. But before jumping into the episode, quick update on myself. So I am currently... Uh, seven and a wee bit weeks out, so just under, oh, just over seven, sorry, and uh, good week as a whole for the most part, and performance has been in a good spot, there's been a few circumstances where I've had to take some reductions in load, uh, which will happen at my stage of things, so I'm not saying this in a rude manner, but it's different losing a few pounds and getting into, like, contest condition and contest conditions gets to the point where you're getting you're gonna get that performance loss you're gonna suffer when it comes to performance in the gym so yeah but saying that the regressions I've had hasn't been like a a crazy amount it's been like a rep here in there Uh, it's not like I'm just losing all my strength uh, and lifting lifting the pink dumbbells again and uh, currently, oh, this morning I weighed £170, which is a big drop. I was 172 recently, so granted your weight can fluctuate, so it might jump back up. But yeah, good to see the scale dropping again uh, after that diet break. And uh, I'm happy with how things are going as a whole. I'm definitely feeling it this week, to be honest. Uh, it's I'm feeling the effects of the diet, for sure, but... We crack on and jumping into the episode in terms of structuring your sessions, something I want you to start with is muscle length. So in in terms of what is muscle length, so probably not it is probably not the best way to kind of describe it on a podcast or it might not be the easiest way to visualise it, but when we think about a muscle's length, your biceps muscle your bicep muscle when it's fully lengthened is when your arm's behind your body and your arm's straight. Your arm or your bicep fully shortened is when your elbow's in front of your body and you're fully squeezing your bicep, like like you're trying to flex your bicep, basically. Uh, your leg fully shortened is, let's say, the top of a leg extension. Your leg fully lengthened is, let's say, it's not fully lengthened, but for the most part, for what we need to know, fully lengthened or fully stretched is at the bottom of a hack squat or your back for example a fully lengthened lat so the muscle that one of the muscles in your back uh, the one that people refer to as wings or making you look wide if that makes sense uh, fully lengthened is when you are let's say like stretching up at the top of a lat pull down fully shortened is when your elbows are down by your side like you're driving them to your hip so yeah, that that's basically what different muscle lengths are because because muscles cross over joints. We're obviously going to be able to stretch stretch them. Another good example is if you touch your toes, that's you lengthening your hamstrings. Whereas if you put your heel to your bum, that's you shortening your hamstrings. So why why does this matter? Why am I talking about muscle length? As you go through your sessions, as you progress through your movements. For basically all muscle groups or most of them, 
you can't shorten muscles as easily as muscles fatigue. So what this basically means is things like a leg extension, as I touched on, that's shortening a leg, not your leg, sorry, your quad, whereas like a hack squat is lengthening it, your quad being the muscle on the front of your thigh. If, let's say, we can't shorten muscles as easily as they fatigue, then it could be a good idea to do it towards the start of a session. So, I say as your muscles fatigue, obviously your muscle fatigue in all positions, but it's much, much harder to get the muscle fairly short or fairly squeezed, like at the top of leg extension, whereas our ability to train in that middle lengthened position, yes, we'll still get tired and we'll still perform slightly poorer, but not to as much of an extent. So that means, let's say, if we're doing a leg extension, if we do it at the end, we might really struggle to straighten our leg fully and get the most out of that movement. Whereas if we do it at the start, we can do so effectively and get a lot out of it. So that kind of makes sense to maybe put some some isolation movements, like a leg extension and hamstring curl, before your compound movements, because that's when we can get them short most effectively. And uh, same with maybe like a dumbbell lateral raise. So a dumbbell lateral raise is really hard at the top, which is when our side delt is fully short, or side of our shoulder is fully contracted. As a result, could make sense to put this at the start because of that, because we know as we get further through that session, it's going to be harder and harder to get in that position while we'll still have a lot of strength at the bottom. So it's a good reason to maybe place an exercise first. And uh, again, you can apply this to other movements in the gym, like maybe doing a hamstring curl before a deadlift due to this. Uh, so yeah, basically it just means we can maximize what weight we're lifting and get the most out of those exercises where we're fully squeezing muscles and not having like per performance on them not being able to complete the full reps if that makes sense because you can you can even go any further even further sorry it's like sometimes a good example is like a, a row let's say we're doing a bent over row uh, on a bench so it's going to be really hard at the top because our muscles weaker when we're trying to contract it and squeeze it. So if we can do that at the start, while it's really hard and while we can do that best, then it means we can move on to like a machine where it's going to not be super heavy at the top, or in other words, when you fully row it, because the way the machine's built, basically. So that basically means it's a good idea to maybe put, let's say, one row in front of another, and... It just shows you how complex programming can be and how much things there is to consider. But yeah, that can be a good, something good to consider. And next up is weaknesses. So if you have a weak body part, a post I just done on Instagram actually, or I think I'm posting it tonight, is your weak body part is usually a reflection of what your habits are when training it. So granted your form's good, granted you're training it, with good form meaning you're keeping your chest nice and proud when you're like pressing and you're not letting your shoulders come forward in front of your chest so granted you're not doing that because that's not gonna target our chest well if you're already like making sure your form's good there's probably a reason why you aren't or something's a weakness it could be due to training it at the end of the session it could be your efforts not there the same 
could be you're not focusing on yeah, performing it with good technique or yeah I kind of covered that but yeah it could be you're not performing with good technique could be you're only training it once a week could be also where you're training it in the session so yeah it makes sense not leaving weaknesses until last anyway uh, and the reason why is because if something's at the start of a session we're in a better position to perform physically because we've got less fatigue built up from basically training we're gonna feel better we're gonna feel like we can commit more effort to our sets and overall just our ability to perform higher whereas if let's say we're training and doing any movement at the end of the session yes we might still put an effort and try but overall we're probably not going to be able to perform quite as well and it's easy mentally to let your effort start to diminish maybe your focus uh, on let's say squeezing a muscle effectively or making sure your form's absolutely nailed or just your effort as a whole it's hard to keep it up as the session goes on so if let's say your calves are a weak body part instead of putting them at the end of legs you can put them at the start it's not really going to take away from the movements you're going to perform after calves it's like i think we can all agree if you do your calves before let's say a pack squat you're not going to have a horrific set from training calves beforehand so it means they don't get neglected they get prioritized but it doesn't mean you're going to be negatively affecting all the other movements you're going to do in your session uh, so yeah that's something to think about and yeah have a think what is your weak body part and what habits do you have around it what do you usually do around like that body part have you got anything like like calves for example usually people just do one or two like a couple sets chuck it on in the legs and uh form's not the greatest the greatest priority they don't do much different movements might not progress it much and uh, they might not do it that frequently and basically all the reasons i've just stated are reasons why a body part would be weak because of your habits so in terms of next up enjoyment so enjoyment is something that has to take to be taken into consideration to an extent so just because enjoyment's important doesn't mean you can just be like ah i'm not feeling it today i'm not going to train you shouldn't have that mindset but at the same time you shouldn't just totally neglect an individual's like ability to enjoy training and and just enjoyment as a whole because enjoyment often not only yeah oh and sorry i can't get more to out oh, i'm tired today as you can tell so enjoyment can potentially affect how much effort you put into sets it can affect your overall consistency of training but most importantly uh yeah it's effort and consistency is what drives progress so if let's say we're doing movements we hate we just don't enjoy our training we don't enjoy the style of training we're doing we're not going to put as much effort in and that's what breeds results consistency and effort so it should be considered and if let's say the order you perform movements in impacts how much you enjoy the session then you can kind of shuffle the order about to an extent to what you enjoy because as long as you're doing all sets you're putting an effort yes there's more that matters with 
exercise order and exercise structure but effort is king like i said in consistency so that should somewhat be prioritized but again it comes back to what do you want do you want to enjoy everything or do you want results it needs to be a bit of both there needs to be some leeway and like if you just do what you enjoy all the time in the gym most people just just get a chest pump never train legs which isn't going to let you build much of a physique sadly uh, so yeah that's something to consider something else to consider is safety when it comes to the order you're putting your exercises in what i mean by this is would potentially doing a movement before another mean you'll be safer going into another exercise for example doing isolation movements before legs like uh, a hamstring curl before a squat variation so a hamstring curl is going to warm up the knee joint warm up your legs a bit more without really putting much stress on your knee uh, whereas like a squat variation will be putting a bit of stress on your knee so it just means you're getting your joint warm before going into a big movement because you don't really want to be going into like a squat cold meaning not warm at all so it just makes you feel a bit better going into it you could say it can decrease injury risk as a result and you could also do this with the leg extension and like i said we can't fully straighten our leg fully shorten muscles as effectively as we go through sessions we lose a lot of strength in that fully contracted fully shortened position or when our leg straight on the leg extension whereas we don't lose as much performance on like the bottom half of the leg extension so this could be a good reason to put it first like i said but as well as that like how will you feel going into a hack squat after doing leg extensions leg curls probably you feel a bit a bit safer your legs will be a bit warmer and you could argue you're not as strong potentially but saying that if let's say if let's say you do a leg extension it means you drop 10 kilograms off your squat whatever squat you do if you start progressing that over time then you're still progressing the movement and we know progressive overloads is what builds muscle growth so it's not the end of the world if that's the case because like i said what matters most is pro progression as a whole and if it keeps you injury free then that's also a win and that's also a priority because you can't train and progress when you're injured and as well as that if it's warming up your joints effectively if it's yeah if, it, if it's something you enjoy again that's going to affect effort so that they're all things to consider when it comes to performing those movements and for the most part it feels a bit better and a bit safer like shortening a muscle before a big stretch for example think about a leg extension before like a really really deep squat or let's say uh what's another good example let's say like a uh, maybe a hamstring curl before like a stiff leg deadlift or maybe something like a tricep extension with a rope in front of your body before doing it overhead like behind your head with a, a rope and uh, setting the cable low if that makes sense or doing that with a dumbbell usually it's a bit it feels a bit harsh on our joints training in that stretch position so if we can train a muscle in a position that's not stretched beforehand uh, and change the order to do so then it might feel a bit better might feel a bit safer and 
in terms of doing like lateral raises before a press, that's another example. So if let's say it warms up your shoulder, you feel safer going into pressing exercises like a bench press or a chest press or a incline press or a shoulder press and you don't think it takes away from it much, then why not? At the end of the day, we don't really get that tired from doing like a lateral raise. It doesn't take away from our performance. Like if you do a couple sets of lateral raises before whatever pressing movement you have, you're not going to go into that press thinking, oh, I'm absolutely wrecked because the size of the muscle means you can't lift a crazy amount of load. And the reason why you should consider doing things like like what I've spoke about, like maybe a pull down before a deadlift to get the back warm before the big compound movement is longevity is a big part of training. Like I said, you can't train when you're injured. You can't progress when you're injured. So what's a priority is consistency and being able to do so over time without pain because like I said, pain causes us to take time off training avoid certain movements and avoid training in a way that could potentially be a bit more effective. So lastly, I've kind of touched on it slightly. Uh, it's kind of kind of like weaved itself into the points I've spoke about above, but it's performance. So what effect will a movement have on the following ones? Meaning, let's say doing calves before squats. Will that mean your squats will be very poor? Probably not, so you'd probably be fine doing it. Another one's like the doctor machine. Will the doctor take away from how much you can squat or how much you can leg press? Not not a lot at all. It's an isolation movement, so it's not as tiring. And uh, it's yes, you'll work your doctor, but it's not like the prime muscle you'll be working during your squats. Uh, obviously your form will dictate how much you'll use it but yeah it's not the prime muscle you'll be working so it won't take away a ton of performance so that's something to consider as well because if let's say on the other hand instead of doing the adductor or calves before squats you're doing two sets of walking lunges into a double drop set to failure then that might be an issue you might find going on to a squat after that your legs will be wrecked you will perform much poorer you'll feel tired, your legs will feel dead. So that's probably not a good idea. Whereas the doctor or calves, probably all good. So again, it comes down to what movement you're doing, how much sets are you doing. For example, if let's say you do leg extensions first before doing the hack squat or a barbell back squat, doing two sets of leg extensions with no like assisted reps, meaning no one helping you train past failure, no partial reps at the end when you can't get full reps, and no like holds at the bottom after you can't do any more reps. Not just doing two straight sets is gonna be a lot less tiring than doing let's say three sets after that a double drop with a double drop, sorry, with let's say partial reps and then holding it as long as you can, keeping in that bottom position for as long as possible. Uh, that's going to absolutely wreck you. A bit more than two just standard sets. So again, uh, take into consideration how much volume you'll be doing, or in other words, how much sets you'll be doing. And overall, like I said, how much weight will be used. Going back to the dumbbell lateral race example. So if, let's say, you are using a 10 kilo dumbbell, training your side delts or side of your shoulders, 
that's going to have a lot less fatigue come about from it than it is doing, let's say, a, let's say maybe like a shoulder press before the bench press. Because the overall load you're lifting is much lighter, which means less fatigue you generate. And that's why you feel a bit more wrecked and tired after maybe doing squats or deadlift or leg press than you maybe do after doing calves or leg extensions or something similar to that. So yeah, I hope this helped. I appreciate it's, it can be a bit confusing talking about like different muscle lengths, talking about how like our muscle can't shorten or can't fully squeeze the muscle as well as the session goes on as it gets tired but we still can like perform well in that middle position on the muscle length and the muscle in its strength stretched position or lengthened position appreciate that may be a bit hard to grasp uh, and it's definitely not straightforward learning about that sort of thing but it can be valuable to learn and i hope this episode brought you value as always uh, if you enjoyed it feel free to share it on your story uh, leave a rating and review make sure you drop a follow if you aren't already and uh, let me know what episodes you'd like to see in the future or anything else I can help you with so hope everyone has a great day and thanks again for listening